The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to Cast of Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? Not much. The Golden Star, Anwar Starwin. Uh, thank you for joining me <laughs> once again here on Cast of Strong Style. It's been a little minute as we've been uh, going through the G1 uh, process here on the podcast so we're here to talk about the uh you know the culmination of the g1 tournament this year um first and foremost i just want to know why do they not like zach saber jr and why couldn't he have won the g1 this year uh he was one of my favorites to win based on his performance in it but it's one of those things where they don't have the luxury of just going with maybe what looks on paper the best scenario. And it's another reason why he didn't get to be in the final, which we'll talk about later. But um, they just went with the known names that could be bankable and make them money. Because right now, New Japan need fucking money. Like, they need to make money because... Like, 2021's been rough on them with injuries, not being having access to their roster, full roster. It's just been a rough year. So, they just needed a – they needed a bankable, sure star to, like, main event. Now, granted, they could have did the same thing with Kenna and probably made just as much money or not because he's already been one of their – biggest draws they've had in that company with that that Naito match he had for like right, right before the pandemic hit is one of the biggest drawing dates in mm-hmm. New Japan history. Right. So that could have been a could have been like a path they could have chosen too. So they could have gone a number of different ways, but they just chose to go away to Bushi again. I, I mean, I love Bushi, but I wouldn't have put him in that position. But they they kind of were stuck in a rock in a hard place with Naito going out early in the in the, in the tournament injury, right? Because I really think Naito would have won that block. Well, before we uh, talk about what happened in the uh, A and B block finals, just some standout matches or some standout performers that really caught your eye this year in this edition of G one. Uh, I'm gonna keep it with you. At certain points, like the tournament. Started to blend with me, even though I enjoyed it. Like not having access to fans be able to cheer or boo, it kind of like creates an element where it's it's all the same in a way, even though it isn't the same. I would say I I can't give you matches off the top of my head because I'm gonna have to really go back and think about it. Because like I said, this shit kind of blended to me because <laughs> I was watching like a lot of this shit at times in bunches. Mm-hmm. But I would say as far as like performers that like really entertained me, um Shingo very much entertained me. He definitely showed off why he's one of the best wrestlers in the in the world. 
Uh, Zach was awesome. It reminded me, in essence, of his New Japan Cup run to 2018 when he was being established before he faced um, Okada and I think Sakura Genesis. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So those those are two standouts. Ishii had a really good on um, G1. Um, Bushi Bushi was pretty good. He had valleys in his performance. Because it might have been partially story, but also part of him coming back from pneumonia. And if you ever had pneumonia, you know how that is. So, yeah, that was that was rough on him. And I enjoyed Tama. Tama very much surprised me. He was better than Tangalo in the tournament, even though Tangalo had moments in the tournament. But I didn't expect Tama to be that like very competent. Because the last time I saw Tom in, in G1, I didn't want to see his ass in G1 no more. And granted, some of that shit was just a booker. But having, like, all that interference and all that foolishness, that shit just turned me off. I was like, man, don't bring this dude back in. But, you know, he made up for it in his performance this year. So he should be back next year, in my opinion. Yeah, him and Tanahashi um, had a hell of a match, man. I really liked their match. I liked I liked his match with Okada, too. I yeah, mean, yeah. Well, he was the only one to put the blemish on Okada. Yep, and that's more the more more the, to the story of coming forward. But um, like I can't really think of everyone else in the B block. Um, let's see, who else in the B block? It was other people in B block I enjoy. I like a lot. I like Yoshihashi, even though he took a lot of L's. That's your man. And I know. And, and, and I know people can get on Goto, but he ain't got no control over booking. He just come to work, and if motherfuckers don't want to spotlight him, what can you do? You just got to go out there and do your job. I mean, that man about getting his money, taking care of his family. No, he ain't a mark for, like, I should be in the main event, brother, and all that shit. He just about there to get his paycheck and be out. I hey, man, you got to get to that point in life. Y'all people need to chill with some of this shit. It's, you got to keep got to remember, this is a business. Yeah, um, man. I Okada know it's was entertainment and it's sports and it's supposed to be fun and everything like that. But yes, there is a bottom line to it. And when you uh, start looking at bottom lines, that's when you get reminded that yes, there is business involved. Yeah, you can't always be on top. This ain't in real life. Even if you're the best person, don't mean you're always going to be the most spotlighted or put in the person like the place to be to show off your talents. That goes in any like like walk of life or work. Sometimes you're not the favorite, even though you are the favorite, if that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, man, like it's I, I I enjoyed like man, this this shit like people trying to bury this G1, it's not it's not it's not what you want out of a G1 as far as like crowd participation, but it has some joints in here. And they still have like as a company still have some of the best wrestlers and best wrestling product in the world. So I know it's just like everybody kind of lose perspective of that because they don't have the fans and they're not the hot product right now, but they still got joints, y'all. It's still got joints. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I really enjoyed Zack Sabre Jr. in this tournament a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy Okada finding himself in this tournament um, as well. I love the story of Tanahashi, you know, probably maybe – you know, in possibly his last G1, maybe, you know, one G1 too many, but still trying to, you know, just capture that lightning in a bottle one last time. Cobb was awesome in the tournament. Yes. That's, that's the person I was forgetting. 
Cobb was awesome, and Great O'Conn showed that he's more than just a gimmick. Right. Yeah, I thought Great O'Conn did very well as well. I thought Shingo had some really good matches. Him and Ishii, man, good gosh. They just That's get one together, of the best matches I thought this year, man. Yeah, man. They just get together, man, and they just slug it out. And it's always a joy watching Ishii um, just get a chance to perform, even though he doesn't win. Um, as much as I like for him to in the G1, you know, you just know that he's going to put that effort out there. That's going to be fantastic each and every time. So I agree. The with exhibition you. sequels matches were cool too. If you go back and watch them, Hiromu yeah, was just some really good yeah. And um, um, uh, Brett Club like was in there with some joints too. So if you want to go back and look at some of those exhibition singles matches, you should definitely do it. Um, you feeling any of the new young boys, the young lions? Man, I have almost not watched any of their matches yet because I just trying to like I just it's so many fucking cards and so much wrestling to go on. <laughs> I just don't got the time, so I just skipped them them young lions matches. But I could see myself at, at one point going back through cards and just like checking out and see what they're about. I have no opinion on them yet. I just want them to do well, that of course, but I just man, I gotta maximize my time because I just like I'm not trying to watch all this entire fucking card, man. Like I just need to watch what I need to watch and get out. All right, all right. So speaking of which, it all comes down to the A block and B block finals. Uh, I thought that it was going to be Zack Sabre Jr.'s block to lose after the start that he got off on. And pretty much it was. And in our A block final, we had uh, our man Kota Ibushi take on Kenta for the right to uh, represent the A block. And Kota Ibushi was victorious in that matchup. Uh, I really liked this match. I thought that Kenta, throughout the whole tournament, was really turning it up. And as it got closer and he started moving up the rankings and looked like he could really represent the A block, he seemed to turn it up a little bit more. And that match with Kota was was really, really good. I I like that that match, but it was some weird shit going on in it. <laughs> it was like I I, I still if it, it was it was kind of some weird shit going on in that that show, that show and actually that whole A block night for the most part. I still enjoyed that shit, but it's like I understand the people were like, eh, I ain't really, I ain't really fuck with this. And then y'all just go back to Bushi again. It's like y'all could have went with Canada. This is kind of old. Fourth you know? consecutive G one finals for Kota Bushi. Freaking crazy! Uh, Too bad he ain't. He lucky, he lucky. He lucky. He ain't the Bills. <laughs> uh, then the next night, final of the B block. Uh, basically, you can see this kind of shaping up about midway through uh, the B block uh, proceedings where Jeff Cobb and uh, Okada were on a collision course. And uh, it was Okada getting the best of Jeff Cobb to win the B block. And that set up the finals between Kota Abushi and Okada. You know what? Even though Cobb didn't get the perfect like run through the G1, I think him being so strong in the G1 will help him going forward. And, you know, I think Kevin and like Chris made a great point that, you know, with how well Cobb has done, 
if you were to want would have won that G one, that would have created some interesting dynamics in that group. Hmm. So we got to watch that too, because he like he could always say like I was here and I dominated G one. You've never done anything like this yet. You're supposed to be our leader, but you you weren't even here. You chose to take a take a sabbatical. <laughs> take a paper okay, championship well. and go hang out in America, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, like I was like, I, I think it, it, it was like I remember like a, a lyric. It might have been Nas. It's like or somebody that said it. Um, we we out here in the gorillas in the mist, and you out there somewhere where it's all peaceful and calm. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember the lyrics completely, but I'm like. That would feel like with Will somewhat, but you know, whatever. You do you, Will, and, and Tama and them going at back and forth with, with Jay and shit, like like a broken record. <laughs> Bullet Cup versus Bullet Cup again. Here we go for like third or fourth time. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, nigga. Um, so yeah, it was cool to see Cobb and Cobb do well. And it was cool to see Okada be Okada again. Cause he ain't really been Okada like we remember Okada, so you know it's good to see him take it, take that step forward. Yeah, we don't want to take it for granted, man, because we had gotten to the point where it was like, oh, Okada again, and then he nah, kind of went through that that little transformation there, where he was like, man, I don't know what they did to Okada, but this ain't it. <laughs> He got down. He got downcycled, and he got downcycled to the point where him being champion again wasn't such a. It was not a downer because he hasn't been champion for a while. So I'm I'm not fine. I'm fine with it. Right. So that brings us to the G1 Finals: Kota Ibushi versus Okada. Uh, Twenty five minutes of high paced, high flying, up and down action. And then Calamity struck as Kota Ibushi went for the Phoenix Splash. Okada rolled out of the way. And Kota Ibushi takes a hard landing on the mat. Comes down kind of arm first. And uh, he's laying in a prone position and he's not moving. And Okada's kind of laying in the corner looking like, okay, you get to get up. We're going to go to the next spot. And he's just kind of looking and Red Shoes comes over there and they're talking a little bit. And then, as you know, Red Shoes starts waving his hands, says no more. The match is over. Kota Ibushi injured your winner of the G1 Okada. Um, just a crazy scene with... Um, young boys and the trainers and everybody coming in and it looked like that they were trying to put his shoulder back in place in the ring um it was i think think they were trying to do that but it also came in the ring to block the view of the cameras and even the people outside watching it because they didn't want people to see abushi in that type of state because you never know who which family members or friends are watching that also Cause at first, at first they probably like they're scared that he's not moving like that, and just to see him even more like that, it was good that they all direct. I think it was Okada and even Red Shoes was like, "Yo, y'all need to come and just block the view," and that was great and smart. So, cause that ain't none of our fucking business. Yeah. But once he hit that, once he hit that that thing, I was like, "Yeah." 
I was like, I was first. I was like, ooh, because the way that that sounded, it didn't sound right in how it looked. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was more. You might have thudish. You might have. You might have a. You might have a concussion. Yeah, it was more so of was a like, thud was, when he hit, and not the woof, woof, woof that wrestling rings usually make. It was more like doof, doof. Yeah, because <laughs> acoustics. We were already talking about like. Yo, some of these moves are sounding even rough, like harder because because the way the like the arena is like mic'd up, but then it was a tell so, like maybe we we didn't know what was about to happen happen, so when it happened it was like ooh that shit don't sound right and then the way he looked I was like when he hit that hit like dropped I was like man this shit over and I was like the way the I was like yeah man. And what was messed up is like they were getting in that final stretch, and it was it was about to like close strong. And even though it didn't close the end the way people wanted to do, it was still a pretty good match. I mean, this is not probably a match a lot of people won't go back to because the ending is so depressing. But it was still pretty good. I mean, I don't know. So what yeah, can you do, man? New Japan it. had bad luck all year. Yeah, man. man I New enjoyed Japan it. Twenty five. New Japan has bad luck since the beginning of the pandemic. Because <laughs> yeah. they were like on they were on a path of just being really well financially and then the pandemic just just derailed that shit. So Yeah, because unlike here in America, they're still an arena product and not a television show. So they they yeah. rely on the crowds the the gates from the crowds to support their you know finances and stuff not like here in america where they've got billions and billions of tv revenue where you know if the house shows or the television shows are three-fourths to halfway full you know i'm saying they can bite that loss of revenue because they've got so much money coming in from tv that's not really how it works in japan you are correct yeah, they're set up in an old school way. Um, so uh, we're going to go with Okada uh, now set to main event one of the three nights uh, of the, of the uh, I can't even call it January 4th show anymore. I just call it the Tokyo Dome shows, uh, Wrestle Kingdom shows. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so uh, that's causing a lot of, uh, you know, people are trying to, uh, look into the crystal ball and see, you know, is that going to mean, hey, Kota Ibushi's ready to come back. Kota Ibushi and Okada one night for the right to face uh, the champion in the final night or, you know, kind of what the machination is going to uh, be uh, now that, you know, this extra night has been added. Uh, you've, in essence, kind of now that Okada has brought back the old IWGP heavyweight championship in a sense you have three people walking around with belts you've got Will Ospreay walking around with his belt New Japan Strong presumably he's going to be back uh, for the Tokyo Dome you've got Shingo Chikagi walking around with the recognized heavyweight championship and then you've got Okada instead of the briefcase he said that he wanted to bring back the original IWGP heavyweight championship to represent his title shot so he's walking around with that belt and let me, uh, no, 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 let's stop and explain to him his, his reasoning Okada's reasoning and it's just, this, this is just simple 
Abushi was the last IWGB Heavyweight Champion. He beat Abushi in the G1 final. So instead of like traditionally just taking the G1 Championship, he wanted the IWGB Heavyweight Championship because he beat legitimately beat the fucking last champion. So, as a person who loves that belt, I'm with it. I'm with the weird shit. That's what it says. Dude, Sounds like grandstanding to me, but you know, if you like it, I love it. Man, man I love it. <laughs> I don't fucking like. I don't like that belt. That new belt. That shit is jinxed. Everybody who gets that belt, some fucked up shit happened to them. If you look at it, like I think, like who got like okay. Will got it, then he got hurt as champion. Like I, I think like Kabushi had it for a little bit. That 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 went in well for him. Then you see his year thus far. Even though he wasn't champion, he got bad luck off that shit. Right. Then I think then I think as champion Shingo got I think I think didn't I think as champion Shingo got the Rona. Like so mm-hmm. I mean that belt, yeah, man. Bring that, bring back that fucking IWGP heavyweight championship and beat these niggas, Okada, and get that title belt the fuck out of here. And let's bring back the Intercontinental title. I don't know about all that, bro. <laughs> you like the? I mean, I think the Intercontinental title had more use than the United States title. No, no, I love the Intercontinental title, but I just don't think they bringing that shit ever back. <laughs> and it was so clean I think that looking just too. Gone, gone. I wouldn't be mad at him coming back because I love that belt. Yeah, well, it so good. My favorite people, favorite champions were IWGB heavy, like junior, like I mean, Intercontinental champion. But I don't think that shit coming back, bro. So hope- they needed a plot device for the for the dome show. So that's what that was. Hopefully, uh, Kota Ibushi uh, won't be out of action too long, uh, recovering from the dislocated shoulder. Only thing about that though, it's one of those injuries that makes you more susceptible to the same thing happening over and over again so he's gonna have to be very careful maybe uh, reconsider some of the bumps that he takes um <laughs> you do really think that didn't you hear what chris said once bushy started thinking that shit get dangerous then he got hurt yeah true did you peep that yeah did you peep that i peeped that and everybody else peeped that so do you really want abushi to be thinking too much in the ring i don't know about that buddy this is the same injury he's had before. It took him like about I think three months to heal from it, but yet they think it's going to take two months for him to heal from it this time. And he's like about a decade older, so I don't, don't expect to see fucking Bushi no time soon, buddy. They're going to have to come up with another idea or something. Um, afterwards, after Okada uh, received the trophy and the big celebration and the big in-ring promo, he goes back in the back to celebrate. Uh, were they drinking Zima or Coors Light this time? I think they were drinking Azima. Okay. I'm not sure. And uh, It might have been cool. While they're getting ready to set up the celebration, he's getting ready to start talking. Here comes Tamatanga to basically issue the challenge uh, since he was the only one to defeat Okada during the G1. Yep. So that's going to be your main event at Power Struggle more than likely. Is, uh, no, it's not the main event. Oh, what's, it's the, not the, main event. what's the main? Uh, Give me a second. Uh. You keep talking. <laughs> um, while Anwar looks that up, we'll go from the lowest of lows with Kota Ibushi getting hurt to the highest of highs. Kasatori Shibata. Zack Sabre Jr. comes out and it's like, oh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s here and he's going to do a promo. And it's like, no, he's in the ring and he's like 
just standing in the corner like what is about to happen and then you hear those strings of the wrestlers theme song and Shibata comes out the crowd could scream and chant they would have went wild Uh, he gets in the ring and it's announced that they're going to have a five minute was it UWF style match which basically means a, a, a grappling match and uh, yeah, they put on a five-minute exhibition of grappling that went by far too fast. Um, of course, it was a draw. Uh, Shibata, uh, Zach Sabre Jr., you know, shakes his hand, walks out. Shibata takes a flat-back bump, gets on the mic and says, Hey, this time it was in a grappling match, but the next time you see me, it will be in a real pro wrestling match. And the crowd loses their mind. Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton had no idea they were losing their mind. I was losing my mind. Oh my gosh, I love Sabata so much. And it just made me think Daniel Bryan can come back. If Ez can come back, if Christian can come back, then there's got to be some kind of way Sabata can come back. I, I'm going to take a wait and see on perspective because I thought he was going to come back last time with the cannon angle. So right. I'm going to just. I'm going to just enjoy what I saw, and if he come back, cool. But I don't want that man to come back and risk his health. So right. his health is much more important, and he's more important to that, that dojo system developing future stars. So I want him to come back if he can come back, but if he can't, that's cool. I can always go back in the archive and watch his shit because his shit timeless. So yeah man. I, I, uh, I mean, that, that 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 card was like just kind of there and they needed something to boost up the morale of the fans and that was important to have that shibata moment with zach so for all the people that complained about zach not winning g1 that's valid but if it wasn't zach in that spot versus shibata it wouldn't have worked like how it did and it was important for zach to be in it because he was one of the last people that Shibata wrestled before he got hurt. Right, right. Man, I love Shibata. He was the person who kind of really got me all the way into New Japan. He's the first Japanese wrestler that I kind of gravitated to way before Tanahashi, way before Nakamura. I was like, I like this dude right here. No nonsense. The sitting down Indian style in the ring. I was like, yeah, this is this is it right here, man. Yeah, man, he's special. So, Shibata's um, is the type of person. He, he, him, him coming back just ignited like the whole fucking wrestling world. Right, right. I got the card for the actual power struggle. I got the card. Okay, I got the card too. And right. Yeah, they. It's loaded. They, nine they, matches. It looks like. And I ain't gonna watch all nine. Yeah, before. that's the one thing that I have enjoyed about pandemic New Japan is the like five match format. It's been real easy to. To digest man. and uh, going back. I'm to already looking at the larger yeah, cards. Yeah, man. I'm already you I'm looking like, at these cards. I already see the ones I'm going to skip. Yeah, I see the first uh, <laughs> the first three matches. No go for you. you I might watch the third one because I'm a Los fan, but you, you, that's about you only going to watch the fourth match because there's a title involved. You're not going to watch yeah. the fifth match. I'm sure. No hell no, I ain't watching that <laughs> shit. And then, no, I ain't the rest, then the rest of the card, you'll 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 yeah. you'll take it on home from there. Oh yeah, I'm watching all that shit. And as you can see, the main event is Shingo versus Zach 
Zeba Jr. Yeah. Because he beat Bingo in the tournament. Yes, I'm definitely going to be here for all of that. These last four matches, this closing stretch, Robbie Eagles versus El Despi for the Junior Heavyweight Championship, Tanahashi mm-hmm. versus Kenta for the United States title, Okada versus Tamatanga for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship Challenge rights, and then the main event, Shingo versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, those are going to bang. All of those have high, high banger potential. Um, I got to give a shout out to my man Andrade, repping Los Cabanables hard this past week on uh, Rampage. Uh, yeah, so got to give a big shout out to him representing over here in AEW. Um, I I thought that with, unfortunately, with. Um, Oh my gosh! Um, um, why am I drawing a blank on my man who got hurt? Um, name um, Naito with Naito being hurt and kind of um, Hiromu kind of coming back, kind of like full steam now. It kind of like gave a chance for us to kind of remember like how much we love Hiromu and being able to see him uh, in some you know more prominent positions that he probably wouldn't have been in. Uh, if mm-hmm. Naito hadn't got hurt and everything would have been, you know, what it was supposed to be as far as the G1 and them not having, like you said, those kind of exhibition special matches to kind of take up Naito's spot on the card. Um, I think mm-hmm. it just re-aggravated, re-energized me to see Hiromu and see him uh, in the best of Super Junior uh, tournament coming up here next month because I, I I was like man it's been a long time since I've seen him consistently you know he do a one off start off a show maybe be on commentary but to see him have matches and tag team matches and a couple of singles matches it's really like yeah I'm ready for Hiromu full time again I'm I'm very much a, a fan of the junior division and I don't know who they, I don't know who they're gonna have in that tournament. <laughs> Well, they're starting to ease up some of the restrictions in Japan as far as gatherings and traveling. So they may be able to get a, a influx of people here at the last minute that could really. Your boy Al Fantasmo? Oh, yeah, the best. Um, yeah, I, what I want is Leo Rush, but Leo Rush ain't coming to no Japan and sitting in no room for no two, two weeks. You can get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Yeah, he got he getting that uh he getting that Tony Khan money anyway, so Yo man, Dante Dante be looking so blown. <laughs> <laughs> Yo man, he's like when my big bro gonna come back. I wanna rest, I wanna tag with you nigga. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting dynamic over on Dynamite with those two, but I, I think it's a good way to have Dante Martin be on TV and be a major player because they got something with him. They got something with him. Mm-hmm. They got something with Will Hobbs. I think they got something with Mark Quinn too, but they've buried him over the last year with him being with uh, in the Hardy family office and everything and, and private party kind of changing their gimmick over to more heels. Man, they've been lost in the shuffle, man. They need to move for a private party with fucking Leo. Get them away from all the white people. No right. disrespect to white people. Listen to this. <laughs> we got left for you. It's like, man, right. don't have the black people over there with the white people when you had the black people together. Right. Right. Private party, Leo and and Hobbs, that would be that would be fire. <laughs> right. 
That would right. be a fire facts, man. Right. But we're coming into the home stretch of New Japan, man. We've got uh, World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors coming before we get to the Tokyo Dome shows. Um, I know that you're all in on the heavyweight uh, tag league, so I can't wait no, to sit I'm here not. and talk about no, I'm match not. after no, I'm match. Don't try to lie to these people. <laughs> Don't lie to these people, dog. I ain't about that shit. That's you and Terry, boy. You need to go in there and make that call. I ain't watching for that shit. Oh, uh, you telling me? Uh, you telling me I need to go to the bullpen? Yeah, you gonna have to go get get the ace. <laughs> I ain't doing that shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not here for it. I ain't watch I just you just had me I just had to watch the whole G one, bro. I ain't finna watch no tag league. I don't fuck with tag league like that. Yeah, I know you, I know. I'm just you know, I just I know you're sensitive serious. <laughs> And so I try to poke and pride at them every once in a while for entertainment purposes. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, in, is it in January where they're doing that San Jose show? Or is that before the new year? I, don't after, even I think know, it's man. after the G1. I think it's in January. I, I, I know it's supposed to be a show coming up in November or something. Because they just had some shows in Philly in October. Yeah, they're trying to uh, to make up those days uh, that they that they missed out on the pandemic. Uh, they're trying mm. to make those dates back up. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to see if I can see the date on that, but I don't see it. But yeah, we're definitely gonna have a um, a United States uh, New Japan show. Uh, either at the beginning of the year or before this year is out. Um, we'll just talk about this on some random because I've got your thoughts on it. Uh, Danielson versus Suzuki in AEW from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was the best match of that night. And think about that night. And that was on. That like, night had a lot of awesome matches. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I was watching. I was, I was, what I was watching, I was watching Suzuki. And Danielson on 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 one TV, and then I was watching Usos versus Start Free Profits on my laptop. Mm-hmm. At the same time, shit was great, man. <laughs> shit was great, man. I need to go back and watch that that buy-in show because that joint had some had some things on it. I went back and watched that SmackDown show. That joint had some things on it too. That 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 um nope. that Becky and Sasha. That was something. November 9th and November 11th. They're going to be in San Jose on the 9th, Los Angeles on the 11th. There you go. Yep. So those are the uh, November next month. Those are the uh, New Japan and America matchups. Maybe we can get somebody to, I don't know where AEW is that week, but maybe somebody can slide into AEW before they head out to California. That would be cool. Maybe. I mean, that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Very cool. So at this point, Mr. Anwar Starwin, we've uh, you know reviewed G One. We see what we've got coming up next with Power Struggle. Um, how do you see New Japan shaping up for the end of the year? Do you think that they're gonna finish strong, or do you think that the kind of the woes of 2021 are gonna carry into 2022, and it may be um, you know the spring before they can really you know, get back into a higher gear like they were heading towards before the pandemic. I think the ultimate goal is to build up momentum 
to the dome so he can draw a lot of fans. But with these injuries to their two, their two of their top stars, that throws everything into doubt. And also with like the the restrictions and some of their talent that's in the West that don't want to really be in Japan right now. That's another issue. So I I want the company to do well, like going forward. But as long as they got all these issues going on and it's restrictions in the country. It's only they're only going to do so well. So I I, I root for them. I want to do well. I mean, but because I don't want people to lose money and lose jobs. Because people have to take some like people have had to take pay cuts. The fact that Suzuki had to be like, you know what, ain't gonna happen over here for me right now. Let me just head to America for like about two months and get this money. That's that's kind of do you that's kind of rough on right. one end, right? But they, but but you get motherfuckers motherfuckers got bills to pay still at the beginning of the month, so they got to do what they got to do, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's been uh the the blessing of the American audience to see uh, Minoru Suzuki show up and you know some of the most random places in professional wrestling in America but you know they've gotten a treat to see a legend and you know that's one of the things that could have only happened uh, you know with a unprecedented event like a pandemic so mm-hmm. um, at this time sir I'm going to turn it over to you for your final thoughts shout outs and thank yous uh, shout out Jupiter Julep. Shout out to Mademoiselle. Shout out to what's sleep though, Miss V. Um, shout out to Jay. Like it's kind of rough being a Bears fan, but you know, hang in there, homie. Uh, shout out to Terry's boy, and shout out to everybody else who rock with us, who's still listening to this this podcast. Because I'll be wondering, do y'all really be listening to this shit? Because like New Japan ain't really popping right now. <laughs> in public perception but you know for the people that's still showing showing love man much props to you and hope y'all well don't just be safe out there and and get them shots if you haven't because you know i just don't want y'all to get fucked up because i just don't want y'all to get hurt i want y'all to be out here listening living and thriving and being part part of your people your family and friends lives i want this shit you get this shit and just derail you completely so that's it. Y'all be good, homies. Thank you, Mr. Anwar Starwin, as always, for joining me here on Cast a Strong Style. Definitely enjoy chopping it up with you here on this podcast and also over on The Dark Match, which you can find us on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. You can hear the pre-show conversation between myself and Anwar Starwin if you become a patron over on our Patreon page. Shout out to Jade to the Max, Mo to the underscore Reese, Miss Simi, uh, Miss Didi Jonay, Sam and Greg, classic material as well. Miss Jupiter Julep, my nemesis. I'm trying to get her on the Carmelo Hayes bandwagon, but she just don't want to take her seat. Uh, shout out to Madame Lizette. Shout out to Miss uh, V, Miss um, Laura Singh, Miss Anisi, Miss Cammy D, all of the Russell Bays, all the members of the Globe. We definitely appreciate you. Give a big shout out to Black Howling and Cowlett Wren uh, for holding down the Twitter spaces the past couple of days uh, where I haven't been able to. So definitely big shout out to them. And thank you to everybody who listens to this podcast, Cast a Strong Style. We definitely appreciate y'all supporting CSPN and listening to our commentary with color on New Japan Pro Wrestling. So for my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin, 
I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style.